What's up, everybody? Welcome to Coffees for Closers, a show about visionaries, entrepreneurs, and of course, closers. Here, we talk about their wins, their failures, and ultimately, the story of their success. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Coffees for Closers. Today, I'm very, very happy to announce a very, very special guest, my good friend, another industry leader, Tano Capadani, uh, one of the biggest inspirations I have, a person who I really, really have uh, confided in, an industry leader, an innovator in the space, someone who's always growing, someone who's always driving innovation, someone who always is taking care of his clients, his employees, customer-centric, and a mentor to many, one of the kindest souls in the mortgage industry. I want to welcome Mr. Tano Capadani. Thank you, Joe, for having me here. Thank you so much, Tano. I'm really, really blessed to have you and blessed to have you as a friend and also a neighbor. So we're going to dive right into it. It's 2024. A lot of big things have happened and we're here, right? It's 2024. 2022 was tough for the mortgage industry. 2023 was tough. So 2022 was a tough year, yet you still were very successful in 2022 and 2023. And one thing I I really admire about you, Tano, is you're just like me. You're still a top originator. You're still an innovator. You're still in the weeds with your guys. So talk to me a little bit about how you were able to navigate through 2022 and 2023. And we're here now. We're going to talk about the domination strategy after this. Absolutely. So as you know, the market definitely was slower in 2022 and 2023. I would say probably 23 was slower than 22. However, though, the downturn in the market, instead of us, you know, complaining and, and you know, hearing all this, all that, as far as, you know, media and all the bad press that we got, the rates are 8%, this and that. It gave us a lot of time to focus on our business, to work actually inside the business versus in our clientele, right? So what do we do when time is slow? We went to, we changed CRMs. I revamped the whole thing. We got Salesforce. We got onboarding. It took us four or five months. It was a very painful experience, but in the end of the day, it was well worth it. And now we're ready to take over 2024. Yeah, yeah. You, you invested a lot in your technology stack. And I, I remember talking to you about that. You're like, you know, we, we implemented the Salesforce strategy. Um, and, and then is that fully implemented now? Yes, it your is. your platform? Yes, it is. Uh, on all sides, operations, sales, Correct. So now what we do, uh, we have we use the point of sale for Encompass. So as far as the internals go, they're working out in Encompass, but all sales operate out of Salesforce. That's awesome. How how long of a rollout? Because we're starting to build out our Salesforce right now. We're tying it into a bunch of other technology. Um, how long did that take you to build out? I would say probably about a good five to six months to put it uh, together. I'm just purely building that out. Correct. That's awesome. Now you're one thing I, I really admire about what you're doing is you're still a big originator. Like you still do five plus million a month running a, a bank, mortgage bank. You're still a top producer. So you're still in the weeds. You're still helping your guys innovate. Like talk, walk me through, how are you still able to lead a big organization and still be a top originator? I mean, it has to do with a lot of time management as well. You see somebody in my, in my tenure, 21 plus years in the business, I started in 2003 in January actually. Well, 21 years probably this month. So um, that being said, Having, I mean, I had a lot of connections from the past. I kept my, my relationships with brokers, builders, financial advisors, CPAs. So I constantly, constantly, constantly have get referrals. I would say, I would say probably, you know, 5, 10, 15 applications a day, right? That being said, having a business, obviously we cannot do it by ourselves. So I do have a team that we leverage. Let's say I have a compliance person. I have an operations person. 
So I cannot do, I do a lot of sales and I have a, a business development uh, person in charge as well. He runs the sales meetings. So I tend to minimize my time, I would say about three to four hours into the company, two to three hours in my personal business, and two to three hours investments or other stuff that I do. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about your investments because you're all, you're a big investor. Um, but I mean, like your time management, your time blocking. And, you know, I, I remember your wife telling me, you know, you were in front of the altar on your wedding day and, and closing deals. You know, she's <laughs> like, he's the never stop. And I was like, man, Tano's just too, he's like my brother. <laughs> but but, the, but this is a thing, though, because the, the key to our success in our business it's not just to, okay, I got a few deals, I closed them, I made money, I'm investing. We have to stay humble and hungry every single time until we maximize our potential, until we, we know it, that's it, I cannot do it anymore. And I don't see any, I, a lot of these top producers, they fall off two, three, four years, they're gone. Either they change business or they went to flipping or whatever the case might be. Home loans is a passion to me. It's a passion to everybody that I bring on board. We discuss, I, 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 we, we breathe loans every day in, day out. That being said, everybody that came to our company, to my circle, their life changed. And I'm very happy to see that. And I will keep changing lives. Every employee, every loan officer, everybody that comes in my circle. Because if mine changed, so can yours and anybody else's that come with, you know, probably, you know, from different businesses and different paths of lives. You know, Tana, this is one thing I admire about you. Everybody that works for Easy Fundings, they're a, they're a producer, and they're also a very big fan of you personally as a leader, as a servant leader, and that's something that you really embody in your servitude to your, to your employees. Like, they're diehard Tano fans. No, I've never met anybody when they, I don't like Tano. Everybody loves Tano. See, uh, <laughs> well, thank you for that. Now, the, the thing is this. Uh, leadership is, is a very complex, you know, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it can be confusing to a lot of people. I mean, being a loan officer or being a good leader might be two different things. But the way I look at it is, is this. If I'm in the business of mortgage, I love my clients, right? If I go to the restaurant, I will respect and I will love the waitress or the waiter or the bartender, or I will, I will have all my, my respect to them, right? Why? Because they're serving me, right? Same thing for employees, same thing for loan officers, right? Being a leader, it's something that, that uh, I can say, I mean, I don't learn it. You don't, you don't learn it in school. You kind of develop it by the good people that there are around you. So they lift me up as well. So it's like a mutual, mutual relationship. They make me better, I make them better. Yeah, and, and you know what? You, I, and I could see that in the relationships you have with, with, uh, with your loan officers. You, you've been doing such an, an incredible job really uh, fostering these relationships with these guys. You know, you got, you got guys that, you know, they don't care. It's like they're, they're all being recruited all day, all your guys. It's like a shield around them. Yeah. You know, they don't care. You, you offer them more money. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. they, they're they're going to work for you because they – it's who's steering the ship. Your, your servant leadership mentality, it, re, it resonates and it has a huge impact on, on the people that work for you, on uh, the community around you. And uh, it's really something admirable that, you know, for me, you know, leading a company and, and having other leaders that have the same mindset. So it's, 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 it's always inspiring to be around guys that, you know, we're similar minded. And, uh, you know, one thing I, off note, I'll tell you guys, you know, the, the audience here. Tano speaks what six, seven languages? How many? How many languages? Quite a few. I would say five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five languages. Can you imagine, guys? Like speaking five languages. That's like next level stuff, right there. You know. So, so Tano's Albanian. Talk to me about like the culture growing up in Albanian community, assimilating to the United States, and then not only just as a first generation immigrant, um, but then also building, you know, an enterprise, like a, a big company. And so, 
having navigated all that, all of the, the persecution you dealt with, you've dealt with a lot through the years you've, you know, coming to the U.S. T- tell me a little bit about the story there. I came, uh, came in 1998 uh, as an exchange student. So it was actually in a senior in high school. And uh, I finished college. I finished university here. I mean, it's hard to go back and remember every little detail, but I can say this, that what kept me going is knowing I was going to be someone and I was going to go somewhere. And the reason why, because of my work ethics, right? I started as a busboy in the United States when I came first, California, Rancho Cucamonga. I mean, I never took trash out. I never, you know, clean mirrors and do all that stuff, right? And obviously, you know, come a teenager from country back home, we were from school straight, straight, straight to labor, basically, right, to pay, our, to pay my college and all that. Long story short, I can tell you this. What kept me going is consistency and hard work. And based on that, you meet one person, another door opens, another opportunity comes. Every chance that came my way, I took it. I took it at my best abilities at that moment. And that's lead, led me to where I am today, and I... I'm probably I'm not even there where I want to go, and I have a bigger. You're goal just getting myself. started. That's exactly right. You're just getting started, I, and and I see it. I see the success. I I see the success. Me and you were talking the other day. It's like, 2024 is our year. This is going to be a huge year for you. So you know, uh, and, and I admire that because I'm also an immigrant. But obviously, I came very very early. I came at five, and then some. So my, um, you know, I didn't have as many hurdles that that you've had. So you've had more hurdles, but you're you're a true. Uh, testament to outworking everybody, grit, you know, out hustling everybody. It's like you did it, you know, like you came, you went from Rancho Cucamonga, busboy, now you're a boss hog in Newport Beach and a big, big mansion, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just getting started, still just getting started. Um, But that journey, I mean, that's a a journey that's like unique to you, right? I don't, uh, you know, how many... I think, I, I, and I was telling you, I'm like, I think there's two Albanians in all of Newport and Corona Del Mar. Mm. And I know both of them. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, um, so let's talk 2024 strategy, right? This is our year. Like, talk to me about what w- the growth strategy you have and, you know, your tech strategy, your marketing strategy. What, what's, on, what's in the playbook this year? What, what are we doing to, to, to dominate? Great topic. And we can talk for days on this one. But uh, 2024. Definitely, I'm, gonna, I'm going all in on recruiting for sure. As an originator, um, what happened is that the, uh, I have certain needs as a top producer, right? What are those needs? Loan officer assistant, good processing, and a good database management. Can I do all three of them? Absolutely. Do I want to do all three of them? It's a waste of my time. It's not the best use of my time, right? As an originator, I want to make sure that every loan officer that come to the company, they don't have to worry about running to you, checking income, preparing files. I just want to make sure they talk to their clients, input their files incorrectly, and send it to the other people to run to you, send pre-approval letters, do all that stuff. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm hiring a bunch of people for this. I'm having probably 15, 20 people, 17 people or so training for this position. So every loan officer that comes in, I already have seven LOAs. I'm going to add another seven or 10 more. So every person that comes in, they basically have to come in, bring in the deal, and it's done. And I think by having, by having uh, somebody check income, prep your files, process for you, updates agents, works your CRM. I mean, I don't know what else. You to make do for it this dummy officer, stupid right? for an originator. So if you cannot do that, then I don't know what else can you do. They should change professions, right? So you're basically, you're going to have 
like an LOA for every originator? Absolutely. Not necessarily Does one. Work their one, CRM one, too. One, absolutely yes. Yeah, I mean, like that's a big deal. I, I mean, are you running into the issue where they're not even they're not updating the CRM, so they're going to notify the, the? I mean, we all know how loan officers are. I mean, loan officers. I mean, I have even the company. I mean, I can call them right now and pick up the phone. Oh, I'm busy. I'm like, we're busy, and I see that we're working out at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday, right? So the problem is this. I mean, can they do it? Of course. But I want to make sure that the platform is ready for them so they can succeed. I want to bring top producers. I want to bring hungry ones. I want to bring people who want to work. They don't want to deal with paperwork, and we want to make sure that we can you know, provide those services for them. You know, me and you, we have different uh, ideologies on who we bring to EMC. Like, mm. I'm very excited when I get someone of – that you want, you know? mm. <laughs> like if like if like if they meet Thanos caliber, then I'm like, dang, I, I brought in a top guy. So you, one thing I really admire about what you're doing is like, you only want big originators. You're not like taking uh, nobodies. I, I mean, it's I'm not you saying keep it no, very boutique style. So so I can okay. I never been a numbers guy. A lot of numbers. I mean, I know you think different here, and and everybody has different business models and. And each one is different, right? But in my, in the way I look at it, not that I don't want the onesies and twosies, of course, because I can make him help, make him three or four, right? What I do not want, I, would, I don't want to have more non-producers than producers, because then it's not a healthy environment in the workplace. I don't want to. I, I want people who say, "Oh, I'm closing three. Oh, this guy closed five. I'm going to make those competitions every month, whatever we're closing, so people can elevate one another, right?" And of course, you had of ten people who got the license, maybe two or three can be rock stars. So I, I will never, you know, say that. Oh, I don't want these people. Absolutely, I want. I want all the laws to come in. However, though, there is certain tasks, certain things that they have to do to be part of Easy Fundings. Not just so I have my license and hang it, just a real estate agent, right? Yeah, yeah. You got you. Honestly, the caliber of loan originators you have at Easy Fundings, all all big producers for the most part. So I'm, you know, our model EMC, like we obviously we want big originators as well, but you know, we're, we're catering to independence and it's not that boutique feel. So we don't have that strict line of like, you got to be a big producer to even sure. come over here. I know you're housing them. You're providing a lot of resources built in for them. You're helping them on technology. How are you helping them with marketing? Are you helping them with marketing, building relationships, that sort of thing? So what we do right now, we do have our, our easy library on our websites. Nice. When the people come in, we have all kinds of presentations from real estate agents, from builders, flyers, reels, congratulations, closings, holidays, all the branding, it's already there. They just have to put the code in there and they can Boom. click in and it comes in their name with the real estate agent's name. It takes literally five minutes for our people to finish, 10 minutes, everything is automated. So these are good stuff because you will never, oh, I need a flyer, oh, I need this. They can go order it online. We have a marketing team on, sta on standby and they take care of them right away in the spot. As far as, um, we also have uh, 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 events. Well, I wouldn't say events, but we do. We co we collect 30, 40, 50 agents at a time for certain loan officers. So we we provide our business development manager Matt Alman. He does a great job on on, on meeting and, and showing tricks how to get business. All the online platform for all the agents. Show them how to brand themselves from Google search engines to all the way to how to pick up the leads and. A lot of good stuff that he does for agents. So agents actually real estate agents. Real estate agents, correct. So now so you have a real estate agent partnership. Correct. Nice. Co correct. 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 And you, are you feeding feeding all the real estate agents to your loan officers? Yes, I have. Uh, I okay. This is the thing. We got to make sure that our relationship stay intact, right? Meaning, I cannot give somebody that I don't see every day a deal because I don't know where he is, right? If people come check into the office, if they participate in our meetings, if they give us our opinion, what can we do better, or 
or they, I can see they're working, I see pre-approvals coming out, these are the guys who will definitely get their relationships, yes. Right. I just don't hand it to anybody, no. Now, uh, right now, easy fundings, how many LOs are you at? We have about 47 to 50 right around there. Nice. How many of them are like stationed working in the office? I would say I we have a good six to eight that come in every day, every day. And one of them actually drives from Orange County and comes in every single day. That shows, that shows the work ethic. And that's the guy who's going to get the most cheese, yes? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So let's talk about, we'll, we'll gear up, we'll switch directions here a little bit um, and talk about like your flips, your investments, your, your, you know, your alternative strategies, because I know that you're, you always got a couple projects in the works. Uh, and I, I, you know, someone told me you had a project in Malibu that you finished, someone, a Newport project. What projects do you have? And then why are you picking those projects? I want to understand your mindset as to what, what you know, inspired you this specific project. And I know one big project which you just recently got done with, which is building your own house, which is a stunning property. And congrats, it's Thank finally you. complete. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad to have uh, advised a little bit on your audiovisual. You know, that, 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 appreciate that. that <laughs> Uh, and, and I'm hoping uh, to come over uh, for some tea and uh, and, and, and enjoy the backyard there. Um, but what projects do you have underway right now? I have uh, two of them, actually. One of them is in Dover Shores, and the other one is in Coron del Mar. You got a Dover Shores property? Yes. Nice. Yes. In, the, in the neighborhood, huh? Yes. So um, now, what's on these projects, the way we're... Uh, it comes to a point where, obviously, I've been originating for a very long time, and... Uh, I mean, it's time to do the next thing. Not that I do not like loans and I love what I do. However, though, I'm always a, a firm believer of having different ways of putting money. It, it might be stock market, it might be real estate, it might be some investment. It's always good to diversify, ab absolutely diversify, you know, different streams of income. And also, there is also time in the day. I mean, we have 10, 12 hours every single day. I'm not going to call people and do loans all 12 hours. So sometimes, you know, we take care of kids, family wife or whatever the case might be and in this case i found that uh, i found a passion for for remodeling for building i've done you know a couple of new construction from the past you mentioned malibu project as well so it's one of those things where it's more of a uh, the next thing for me to do plus also the money aspect of it as well i mean i'm not doing it for free it's obviously for for a profit but uh, it's something where i know that i can also do something on this space yeah. as well and we're talking Dover Shores. What is that? Six, seven, ten million dollar project? How many? How many million pro dollar project is that? This one actually is for two point seven. Uh, I'm, um, we're negotiating right now. Just you're buying the lot right now. Buy, it's basically, it's going to be a gun down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're buying a lot for two seven. Two seven. So uh, it's about it's seventy five hundred lot. Mm -hmm. So two point seven. Basically, we're gonna gut it all out. Uh, are you doing a complete teardown? 4,000 4, square feet, 4,200, right around there, because there's about 60% you can build on the lot. So it's about 4,100 or so square feet, and hopefully sell it for high sixes, low sevens, right around there. Who are you using as your builder for that? I have actually my uh, contractor uh, partner, Rico. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, he takes care of it, yeah. Nice, He helped nice. me from Malibu, from my own house, and other projects as well. What is your cost a square foot to build? I would say like about that? six to six fifty, right around there for something. Six to six fifty. Good finishes, yep, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's gonna be a stunning property. Yeah, yeah. that's six to six fifty is good considering some of the big builders in Newport. I mean they're building for home homeowners. They're they're you know like Burkhart, who built my property wants almost a thousand bucks. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the part of the Rico is that Rico is on a, a sweat equity partnership versus uh, you know having twenty or thirty percent. Overrides, right? Yeah. So, so he's more of a he's more of a partner on a project. 
So that way, that's how we, we, we split our profits based on uh, his performance as well, because he, he makes sure that we save money on all those trades. Yeah, on every material. Absolutely. Material, labor. And that's a good strategy for those listening right now, the audience, like, hey, listen, if you want to maximize your profit on a flip, get a contractor in with you. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it actually, anything we do, Joe, because everybody tends to do things on themselves, but you know what? Nobody can do it themselves. You do what you do you. I don't care if I'm paying 30, 40, 50% out. But at least I didn't spend that much time. I just provided the money. Of course, I went to the property. But then he will shine on his thing. And the same thing on loans. Hey, you do your client relationships. You open escrow. Let the you know processor, LOA, carry on the rest, right? We do what we need to do and then just delegate the rest. You're doing a great job, man. You're doing a great job. You're building. And then, you know, one thing I'm going to admire about you is like, I'll do my dad, I'll, I'll do a walk with the dog and then I'll run into you walking your, your daughter to school. It's like so admirable to see every day I appreciate you're, that. You're taking your kids to school, walking them to school, spending quality family time. Like that that's why we exist, right? We exist for our kids. We exist to serve our kids. And you, you know, being a busy CEO, being a, you know, a, a, an avid flipper and a top originator, and then carving out time to like walk your kid to school. You know, like that that there's a lot to say about that. I, I mean, yes, uh, there's nothing better than taking my kid to school. The rest doesn't matter, you know. And that time in the morning, I mean, my emails start coming in from 6 a.m. to yeah, God, God knows, right? Yeah. And uh, I touch my phone a little bit in the morning. Of course, I'm guilty of that. But when it comes down to school time, when I take Mia, we walk sometimes. Sometimes I take her in the car if we're late, depending on how her mood is on getting ready, right? we got to also pay attention to their mood swings as well. <laughs> so long story um, short, I can tell you that uh, walking with her, my phone is on definitely on silent. I'm not going to pick it up until she kisses me. Have a good day, Daddy. I kiss her back. That's it. Then the phone call starts. You know, you, me seeing you walk your daughter to school is like, I was telling my wife, I'm like, you know, I want to move the kids from St. John to St. Joachim just because I could walk them to school from, mm. <laughs> like, but I, we, and we were actually considering like maybe moving them just so I could walk them to school just because I saw you doing it. Because mm. I'm like, how precious of time is that? You know, that's like, and our kids are small right now, so the time is just flying by us, right? So it's Absolutely. like holding on to these precious moments while they're, they're, they're still small and we're still their hero. And hopefully we could be their hero for forever. But, uh, but these times are flying, right? These times are flying. So incredible that you're doing that and keep it up because we've, we've achieved the money, right? We've achieved the success. We've achieved that. But like the, the core values of our family, our faith, our relationships, that's what's important. 100%. And, and, and to me, uh, Joe, I mean, as, as, as crazy as it might sound, but money was never my main priority. I mean, of course, you work your ass off and, you, you know, you do all these things the right way and you, you take care of everything you need to. And, of course, money is going to come. There's no brainer, right? But it's always been about family, man. I always, you know, I, I always picture, you know, how even my single days, you know, one day I'm going to have two kids, I'm going to marry a beautiful wife, and I'm going to be happy. I always had it in the back of my head. And, and it, it happened. happened. You, and it you, happened. you manifested it, and it happened. It happened, yeah. You know, God favored you for sure, and you got a beautiful family. And you're, what's, what's, what's great is, Tana, you continue to inspire people. You're, you're a servant leader. You put your people first, and, and, and that resonates. You know, And that's why you, your retention is high. That's why people look up to you. That's why, like, you're top of mind when I'm at, a, at, a, at an event. People are like, oh, Tano, Tano. So, every, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful thing to see. So one thing I like to, to ask on, on these podcasts is three goals. What's, what's a personal goal you have? 
what's a family goal you have? And we kind of hinted at the work goal, but not dive. We didn't dive that deep into it. So, and what's a work goal that you got? Oh God, personal goal. I'm guilty of it, and I'll be honest. I have to lose thirty pounds. I want to lose thirty pounds. I have to. I don't know, but I want to. It's been very challenging. I would say it's uh, probably the most challenging thing that I can do. I've done it before, and a lot of meetings, you know, in our business. Hey, let's go this. Let's do this event here, event there. So I have to get a little bit more, you know, and do it. That that's my personal goal. I invite you at Monday, Wednesday, Friday at my house, and then we Tuesday, Thursday, Nike Studios. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have a conversation after this for sure. Uh, family goal, I want to make sure that uh, we have two trips this coming year. And I would say probably in a 60 to 60, maybe 70-day period. Just how, 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 and then those two trips, are they big trips or like weekend trips? Big trips, big trips. So, right. yeah, I'd like to do one in the summer and I'd like to do one in the end of the year. So I'm hoping for summer for sure where I'm actually waiting for uh, confirmations. Uh, most likely we're going to leave on June. And, uh, yeah, so I'd like to have at least two. I mean, the weekend trip, I don't even call them trips because you're always yeah. here and working and stuff. But, but yeah, so that's uh, as far as... Where, where are the two big trips? Going back to Albania? Yes, Albania, Germany. We're watching the Euros. Uh, Albania made the qualifiers, so... No way. Yeah, they're, they're playing with Spain, Italy, and Croatia. I don't know about the results, but I'm still going to go and support, right? Spend a few days in Europe, then probably Italy a little bit, and then go back to Albania and come back. Nice. Um, Business goals. Business goals, I want to reach about, I would say, about 250 LOs okay. this year. and 250 quality LOs. Hopefully reach as well anywhere from 350 to 400 transactions. Love it. Love it. And, so. and you just lay it out like the Fed, you know, like the dot plot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're going to lay it out like, lay out the strategy and execute. Because you already manifested the happiness that you've accomplished. Now it's like... Manifesting all this stuff is easy. Yeah. I think the first one was the hard, it's hardest of all, to be honest. But I will, <laughs> I will get there. You know, it's yeah. a, an accountability coach. Uh, uh, the last podcast guest was talking about, you know, there's a, and I, I also have a, a multiple coaches, right? Like we just need more, especially as leaders, right? We, we need additional leadership. We need people to mentor us. We need coaches. So, you know, uh, it, it always helps to add that additional layer of accountability and, What's unfortunate for us in our position is like we, you know, accountability gets tougher and tougher. So absolutely. And I think it has to do with it's a mindset. It's a, a when you put your mind into something, we, we do it. Me and you are, are made that way. We're not going to sit and wait. However, though, for the longest time, you've been focused so much on business and other things versus yourself. So now it just has to switch to have the mindset switch. I'll say without this. Nothing else will matter, right? And these are the things I'm, I'm feeding my mind every single day now. And I'm, I'm doing actually baby steps towards it. But, yeah, I can't wait to. Yeah, it's like we got to be around for our kids. Absolutely. I want to see my grandkids. It's like I want to see my great-grandkids. My wife was writing me about that same stuff. Like you want to be around for all these milestones, you know. So our health is first and foremost, especially 100%. dealing with the stress that we have. Uh, Tano, it's been such a blessing to have you on the show, man. It's been, you know, And I look forward to having you on the show again. Continue to inspire. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tano Capadani, incredible leader, servant leader, founder, CEO of Easy Fundings, broker of Easy Funding. Great inspiration to many. Thank you guys very much for watching today's show. Make sure you subscribe and tune in next week. God bless you guys. <laughs>